Hello, this is Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Now, welcome back to a really informative podcast with our dear friend Pat Greenberg, and this is part two. Um, The next thing I like to talk about is beauty and personal appearance as we age. My uh, beautiful anonymous co-author, she helped me with a lot of this stuff in the book. Her name is Denise Hidalgo, and she's just an amazing lady and doesn't want to take any credit. But she said, it's not everything and it's not nothing. That's right. And I really like that. It's like, you want to look nice. I would love to say every single day, I do not care what anybody thinks You have to care to some degree in that you have to function in society. That's right. But you don't want to care to the degree that you're afraid to go out of the house. That's right. Okay? There's really a a happy balance with that. That's right. I can't see anymore. I had 2010. I had, you know, and this is another thing about the doctors used to say to me, if you you were a boy, you would be a fighter pilot. My my, my hand-eye, my acuity was amazing if you were a boy. Okay. Now I need glasses to see distance. I can't drive at night without them. Yes. So what I did was instead of hiding it and being, I wear my glasses. Yes. I exactly. went out and bought a couple of fabulous pairs, well, you, new the, frames. Your pink ones I that are in front of you. Ones. Those are fabulous. And um, same with hearing. If you find you're having hearing loss, get your ears checked. And if you need a hearing aid, get the hearing aids, put them in, and you'll enjoy life a lot more. You won't be missing out on what's going on around you. My father had a, hear- a terrible hearing loss. He mm-hmm. finally got hearing aids. But, and my mother-in-law. But I'm going to tell you, when people can't hear, they withdraw. That's correct. Yeah. And then they feel very alienated, right. and they're embarrassed to say, what? I couldn't hear yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I have a I'm on an edge of a hearing loss, Pat, and I tried a hearing aid a year or two ago, and I wasn't bad enough that it made the difference. Right. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. If my hearing gets worse, then I, I'm all for it because I have seen people withdraw when they cannot hear. Right. They're just, and they're embarrassed, and it's, and yet, if you can cure that with a hearing aid, for God's sakes, get a hearing aid. Now, you also have on your list orthopedic shoes. Yeah. Now, this is something I'm not laughing. You know that, Grandma. You know the one with the bun and the orthopedic shoes and the long black dress. Every culture has them. It isn't specific. Cindy and I were still teaching food selling (laughs) workshops, and we still do. We just did a big workshop and consulting gig for a client. It was wonderful. But standing for three or four days on my old 68-year-old legs now, it's your feet. Your feet start to go. I have went to a podiatrist, and I've helped it, and I've got better shoes. But thank God, I've actually been able, Mephestos, none of these are yeah, cheap. Okay, but, yeah, they're very, But I've been yeah. able to find shoes that support my feet that aren't so ugly, okay? Because I had to buy, Cindy knows at one point, one really ugly pair of shoes, and Pat, I wore them, and then I couldn't wear them. They're sitting in my closet. I'm going to donate them to okay. someone, seriously, okay. because they were so ugly, but I bought them, and then when I got home, I thought to myself, I'll just not, never go anywhere again if I have to wear these right. ugly shoes. Right. So, But there are better-looking shoes out there. Not only are there better-looking shoes, there are companies now that are making dress shoes in the uh, style of orthopedic. There you go. Um, the ben- orthopedic benefits. So I now... I have a pair of black running shoes that kind of look like shoes, so I wear them when I'm working on my feet. Uh, The other thing that is um, I never go over a two-inch heel. I don't even like the two-inch heels, to tell you the truth now. But I went to the orthopedic surgeon in Flats when I I had my my hip checked, and he's like, oh, good for your feet shoes. I'm proud of you. Yes. A lot of women are still walking around in very high heels because they're embarrassed. I gave up heels a long time ago. So 
please do what's good for you. Yes. Just, again, that gets back to self-care and caring for yourself. The um, This is a hot, hot topic now. There's a wonderful trend towards women letting their hair go gray. Yes. In fact, the gal in my chiropractor's office is probably 28, and she's now has gray. I said, well, I love what you did with your hair. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm, I have real gray hair. You're actually making your hair gray. They, this is, a again, one of these double-edged swords. When we were kids, the gray-haired lady was the old bitch, was the wicked witch in a movie. All those things. Uh, was the old school mom. Alice Kravitz. And <laughs> they always were associated with a negative. Uh, but if men turned gray, they were the silver fox. The right, yes. Okay, you know where I'm going with all that. <laughs> so, again, I, um, and I'll make full disclosure, I am... I've, Probably have to get my hair colored now every two and a half, three weeks. It's getting ridiculous because I have black hair and the gray just pops right out. But I like my normal hair color. I never tried to go blonde or put streaks or dye it orange or any of these things that people are doing. And as it starts to pop out, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. And you know what my family tells me? We don't like the way you look with gray hair. My I daughter, know. my husband, and my siblings. I know. And so I'm fighting that battle going on inside me is... I always want to do what's good for me. It's a hassle. And my husband would say, you spent a lot of money at the hairdresser. I said, well, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's something I'm evolving right now, something I'm trying to work through. But I want you to know it's your choice. You can look beautiful. You can do whatever you want to with your hair. It's your hair. It's your body. And understand that that is a natural progression. Gray isn't necessarily a sign of being old. People go gray in their 20s and 30s. Oh, absolutely. It's now, a pigment issue. It's Having not... gone silver, yes. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's the nicest thing I ever did for mm-hmm. myself in the mm-hmm. last year or two. But again, Pat, and my husband at first said, no, I don't want you to. And then I, you already know the story, but I bought a wig, okay, a salt and pepper wig. Cindy and I went to Wigs today. It cost $149. I think it was recycled grocery bags. It was not human hair. (laughs) And I wore that thing, and I named her Liz, because it looked like Liz Taylor at the very end when she had had too many many, um, dirty martinis down in Hollywood. But no cowboy hat. Don't Don't shame me. But I wore that wig for four months. Because my hair was growing out, and I was so tired of going to the hairdresser. Now, one day I go into the hairdresser to get my hair trimmed underneath, and she says to me, oh, Denise, you don't need a wig anymore. (laughs) And I looked in the mirror, and I had my own salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. And I sent the wig to a young woman that I met on Facebook that was going through chemotherapy. Uh. It was bald and needed a wig, and I said, I've got one for you. And she said, I, thank you. She wasn't financially, just didn't need to spend any more money. But I have to tell you, um, even if you don't know what you're, if you want to go yet, go to a wig store and put on one yeah. with salt and pepper mm-hmm. and see how you look. Right. When I came home with the plastic wig, because I took Cindy with me, I got out of the car and my husband kind of, remember how Kenny said, oh, it's kind of cute. You look cute. Now for me now, I feel like my skin looks better with the natural color because it's light and I don't have, I don't feel, I don't know the contrast so much of the my dark hair next to my skin, I feel. But it's so personal. But I'm telling you, try a wig, do different things, or just be, prepare to, prepare to go to the hairdresser more. That's all it is. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's yes. all it comes down to. Right. I just, my problem, Pat, was that I travel 
so much then that I was in hotel rooms, cruise ships, right. places that people were paying me, and I'm dyeing my hair now alone in the hotel room. I'm ruining bath towels, yes, yes, showers, yes, yes. towels. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the the guy the, when I'm checking out to say, oh, by the way, this $350 mm-hmm. fee on your bill is from the things right. you ruined in the hotel room. And we found the box of hair dye that you buried in that's embarrassing. No, okay. it's true. No, but it's... you just have to you have to be prepared that you're going to get some gray hair. Right. So right. that's life. And again, I you're making an excellent suggestion to try it out. Do a trial run with a wig or just go in the yeah. store. Yeah. Put gray extensions or clips yeah. in your hair. See how see it looks. See what you look like. Yeah, see what you look like. Um, but your hair will grow in gray. To, yours is gorgeous. And it will grow and in to be I did who not you know. are. And I'm so thrilled. Mm-hmm. It's really white and silvery now. And uh, I'm thrilled. Do you know what I mean? And I, I like it. And yeah. also my hair is healthier. Right. That's, I have to say that one thing. My hair is healthier than when I kept, I'd been dyeing it, tinting it. As my dear best friend who's gay says, he says, dye is such an ugly word. And he's <laughs> used the word tint. I don't know where he gets that from. But I, I was tired of it. That's all. So, but my hair is healthier. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to dress the way that you want to. I mean, you know, for yes. a long time, like I said, the book took 18 years to write because I struggled with this chapter and this bank of information for a long time there you you know at this age what's appropriate you know not to go to thanksgiving dinner without a brawn uh you know you know well because there could be a potential smothering there i went to my high school reunion this girl who was a hippie from way back she lives in the mountains somewhere came without a brawn and we were all like stunned asphyxiation of your nieces and nephews would be totally you know or your dog or your sister's chihuahua without a bra might be and also when visiting someone who's either not well or is going through something don't be so loud with lots of bangle bracelets and you know like earrings that are clanging you know you know you know the basic rules and if you're in an office setting that's a little more conservative yes just pay attention don't have cleavage showing don't wear short shorts i couldn't agree more buy buy what looks good on you i always say buy buy for the largest part of your body and then go and take it have have it taken in i i oh good idea i am not and call me uncool again i really i really pride myself in being one of the uncoolest (laughs) people in the world um, and I, people laugh at me for saying that, but it's true. It's like, you know, I didn't wear ripped jeans when I was 20. I'm not going to wear them at I 60. I agree. I agree. And, um, but throwing on a pair of nice jeans and a sweater, I feel great. I'm ready to go out. That's right. Um, I wear a dress when I go to a wedding. I, you know, I still have a little bit of the old school rules, and I try not to be noisy, for lack of a better word. <laughs> when you're bringing attention to yourself when you're noisy, um, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. That's totally inappropriate. So those are those. I are don't think she was saying that directly to me. Was no, she, Miss Cindy? No, no, no. no. I, honey, the I clanging I earrings and the bracelets agree more. and the shoes that clomp. I know. And, you know what um, I find when I see older women that are dressing? You should not look like your 20-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. You should not be sharing clothes you with your 20-year-old like daughter. That's right. So you shouldn't be putting, yeah. Cleavage at our age. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. There's a lot of sun damage there, and of course your breasts have shifted. The other thing that I it's think not it's, sexy. It's, it's not a, sexy. It's not sexy. No yeah. one wants to see yeah. that. Right. Okay, uh, but I'll tell you one other thing, and this is my only pet peeve. Once in a while, when you said your friend that was still a hippie, once in a while I'm somewhere and someone has done their, but a streak that's a wild color. Certain people can pay totally pull it off. Some cannot, or a pierced no nose, or the feathers yes, in their hair. Yes, yes, yeah. And I want to say, hmm, mm-hmm. 
because when, but yet when I see a 25-year-old girl that's smooth skin and gorgeous, she looks gorgeous like that. But that's because she's a peach. But if you think of putting those same things on a dried apricot, it just doesn't yes. work. Yes. <laughs> that's what I think of when I see women trying to be young by wearing stylish things that are really meant for a 20-year-old girl. And the truth is the style isn't even so much. It's the revealing. The yeah. revealing outfits, I think, is the hard part. And it's like... Well, I, I can understand that. You know, oh, oh, I'm in my 60s, and I don't want anyone to tell me that I can't wear whatever I want. I agree with that, but you also want to be taken seriously. Yeah. And I, it's the same way I wouldn't recommend my daughter's 18, and sometimes she puts things on, and Aaron and I are like, oh, we don't want you going out of the house like that. Well, and there's nothing wrong and, with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's um, a time for all of it. Which also leads into our um, next topic I want to touch on is managing your messes. Cleaning up your house will clean up your life. Absolutely. Messy surroundings cause overwhelm, confusion, and anxiety. Now, I'm not even talking about severe hoarding like those people you see <laughs> on those reality shows. I'm talking about, please, Marie Kondo, Swedish, Swedish Death Clean, whichever route you take. I'm a firm believer. She coined the term. She was very, very brilliant, Marie Kondo, in the way that she articulates it, is to just keep with sparks joy. Yes. You don't have to lay all your socks out and kiss them goodnight every night and <laughs> fold your underwear in a threefold. You can just shove your underwear and the socks in the drawer if you're in That's a rush. Right. But only keep what you need. Yes. You know, there's a, um, I know this from running. There's a couple of companies that will take old T-shirts and make a quilt or a wall hanging oh, out nice. of them. So you know that concert you went to 30 years ago and you just don't want to get rid of that yes. T-shirt? Or you ran a marathon and you just really want to keep that shirt. And then the drawer starts to pile up and then you have 30 running shirts and 30 concert T-shirts. And you've got socks with one hole, but this really you were going out with this gorgeous guy at the time and you rode on his motorcycle and that sock remind, reminds you of what it was like to be free. We, we don't need that anymore. And um, I agree. all the way to the dishes, my cousin... Um, my, she's actually my father's cousin. She's in her late 70s. I think she's 79. Spry, healthy, fabulous lady. Lives in Florida. She inherited her parents' stuff, her in-laws' stuff, all of her kids' stuff. And she says, what am I going to do with six uh, sets no. of dishes yes. and fine china and beautiful crystal? And she said, I, I had to give it away because the young kids don't want it anymore. So I say when you are cleaning your house out and you don't know what to do and your kids don't want it or friends don't want it, Go to somewhere meaningful, like a homeless shelter that's helping people regroup. Um, Goodwill is fabulous. Uh, Salvation Army, these are all good things. But I'm saying find a meaningful organization. That's right. Like this Habitat for Humanity. They're building homes. See if they need dishes. See yes. if they need silverware. And then it goes somewhere meaningful. It doesn't just go in the recycling bin, and it frees you up. I will tell you for your brain health, 100%, that multitasking is very bad as you age. Oh, God. So when you get up and you have too much stuff and you're climbing over stuff and you keep looking and you're distracted and you start going, wait, I need that piece of paper, and you go through the pile and you go, oh, there's that bill. Oh, there's that letter from my cousin. And you're so distracted and so wound up. Get rid of all of it. And I love photo albums, so I won't go totally digital on my pictures. I like having pictures around the house. I like photo albums in the in the closet. I know a lot of people go totally digital with that. But, you know, if you have a thousand copies of the same baby picture of your kid, <laughs> you can keep one or two and you can get rid of it. it because I, it really is really very bad for your health. 
Um, I found, Pat, exactly mm -hmm. in saying that. I'm a habit person. Mm -hmm. So I put my keys in the exact same spot every time. I put my purse back in my closet when I come home. I have found, and this is I've gotten older, certainly. If I create, there's not as much mess because I downsized mm -hmm. and I gave so much stuff away when we sold both the houses and came in right size into one house mm -hmm. but i'm going to tell you something i want to know where things are i want them to be always in the same spot and i got tired of going into cabinets that you couldn't even reach the right the right cake pan because you had 400 of them that's right and when i got rid of all that stuff i'm telling you it changed and you know what you realize it's just stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you don't need it and the older i get i want to be free of my stuff I'll tell people, you know, I'd, I'd like the audience to also embrace the idea of sharing this issue with someone else. Now, there are um, organizer services yes. out there that cost money. Why don't you grab a friend and just say, can you help me get rid of my mother's things? There you go. Then that way they say to you, yes, and you explain to your friend while you're going through it. This pair of glasses reminds me of the first time my mother and I went to yeah. something together, or I have a briefcase that's shaggy. I had a really schlocky briefcase and I was in Arizona my parents retired in Arizona and my father said let's go let's go to Target and get you a new one Aww. and he was so cute he was in his wheelchair we went I got a canvas a tote bag and um I keep saying I'll never get rid of that because I even took my father's luggage tag after he died and I put it on the the bag with me so it's like I have this one bag and I love it I don't need all the other 18,000 right. tote right. bags in my closet so take the one thing that you really can't live without Run it by a friend. Okay, I've got all this stuff. Help me get rid of it. You have a play date with a friend of yours. Yep. You have somebody to talk to. You have a way of releasing emotions and also re releasing um, physical things that you don't need in your life anymore. And that is what relationships are about. That's when right. you have a messy house, when you don't have it together, you're alienate pe alienating people. You're keeping people away from you. And remember, smoking... Sitting is the new smoking. Yes. Now loneliness is the new smoking. I'm sure that's true. Loneliness is the new smoking, the new sitting, the new sugar addiction, the whatever affliction you want to put on us. Loneliness is worse now we're finding than anything else. And there are thousands, if not millions, of people in this country living alone. So my suggestion and my homework to you is to maybe go find somebody who's living alone, give them a call. Absolutely. Reach out to a friend, someone you haven't talked to in a while. Even if you have friends that are living with family members, just check in on them. I made a point of that about a month ago. I posted on a Facebook page is that reach out. And you have no idea how many people called me. I was thrilled. I hadn't yes. talked to Good people for in a you, long time. Pat. And yesterday I was sitting in L.A. traffic for I don't know how long. I called two friends I haven't talked to in a very long time. And they both said, Pat, you made my day. There you I'm go. I'm so glad you called me. There you go. And I have one friend that lives alone. She's a horsewoman. She's got two horses and three dogs, and she lives on a ranch in Arizona. She goes, it's so lovely to hear from you. Please mm -hmm. come and stay with me. And it, it made my day to know that that she felt better. That's it right. Was, it was really fantastic. I also encourage people getting roommates, friends, travel companions, dating, marriage, all of these. There's not enough time in the day to talk about it. No. But however you define a relationship or a way for you to reach out is what you do, which gets us back to walking over to the McDonald's. Absolutely. My friend tells me this great story. He must be 80 now. And when he retired, probably around 70, he didn't know what to do with himself. So he goes down to the Starbucks, gets a coffee, goes, okay, it's 10 a.m. Now what do I do with the rest of my day? And he noticed there was another older guy sitting there. He just said, do you mind if I sit with you and read the paper? 
the next uh, day, the next week. Before they knew it, they had a group of eight guys. Isn't that? They can't live without each other. There you go. They meet every single morning at the Starbucks. This McDonald's Makes story. Makes all the difference in the world. They go walking. They've introduced each other to their families. Some of the men are widowers, but it's like a new men's group. And he... You know, for ten years now, he's he's got more, he's closer with these people than than he, people right. he's known his whole life. My husband, <clears throat> as we've, he's also cutting back on his hours. So, but he and he has a, his hobby is guitars, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal, because you can spend a lot of time. Right. He has, there's a lot of restringing going on. I don't think Eric Clapton is going to hire him tomorrow, so I'm not worried, and I'm not worried about the groupies, but. I love it because he keeps his mind, mm-hmm. and he has to do the music and the strings. But I have to tell you, if not, Pat, what you just said, I've always teased Kenny. I said, if you're lonely, we're going to get a card table right in front of a Starbucks. I'll make you a little sign that says, free law advice. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm going to yeah. get you a big yeah. cup of coffee in your yep. thermos, and you could sit there. Mm-hmm. And do you know how many people need help? Seriously, you do not don't have to take your money. Right. We're not going to pay taxes on it. You're going to say to people, people, you're going to give ten people have egg timer. Right <laughs> there, you go. You've got ten minutes. And yep. say, mm-hmm. how can how can I help you? So I think that there is always. I always say this: there is a broom in the world with my name on it. If I'm lonely or bored, I can go do something Absolutely. and help somebody else. That's Absolutely. all it comes down to. You know, I keep getting back to that again. Is that what also that. Um, Denise and Cindy and Diane, um, we know each, we all know each other for so many years, I can't even count. But when we see each other, that's the first thing we do is we catch up. How is your life? What's yes. going on with you? And just sharing those little tiny things. There's a few things we were sharing earlier I can't say on the air. <laughs> but that makes it even more fun. But you know what? I feel less alone in my journey Absolutely. when I tell somebody else what's going on with me. And, um, and you know, you have to make the effort. See, sometimes we get, and this is part of isolating yourself or just thinking, oh, it was raining this morning. And for a few moments I thought, oh, I don't want to drive all the way down to LA. And, but we had the whole day planned. And then of course, so I drove and it was rainy for a while. But when I got here, I Pat was so sweet. I said, I'm early. And she said, come in and we'll have a cup of coffee. So then, and then Cindy came and then I got to meet her husband, who of course I've known Kind of, but only yeah. through us. So the whole day turned around because I got here early and had a cup of coffee. And we laughed Makes, and our we heads laughed. off before we got on the air. That's right. Yep. And so that's, that's the gift. And, you know, lastly, I want to mention we have a couple of minutes left is what I call moving forward. Um, stay in today. You really, sometimes you have to go hour by hour. Yes. You guys know what I mean by that, <laughs> yes. right? Just, just some days, whether it's... Um, an appointment, it's bad news, it's good news, it's just you're just too tired. You have every right to regroup in your own space. And I can't tell people enough, which again, it's a whole nother show we could yes. talk about, is sleeping well. Yes. And many of us don't. Many of us can't. Yes. Sometimes I just can't sleep. But those little, little bouts of rest that you can take throughout the day and just stay in today. Okay, right now I need to sit down. I may feel better later. I may feel, I may feel better tomorrow. You have every right to just take that minute to yourself. And, you know, the workplace issues, when we were coming up, there was no such thing as a lunch break. There was no such thing <laughs> as uh, sitting. We didn't punch a clock and go, okay, I'm not coming back for an hour. You got It was pedal to the metal Absolutely. all day and all night. And in food, it's I always say it's 10 times worse than most professions. Uh, but you have a right to yourself right now. You have a right to grieve losses. Mm-hmm. And as you age, there's a lot of them, whether it's parents, friends, dogs, 
um, just I I am very sensitive also to just people my own age things happening. Sure. And grieving really going into a grief group or calling a friend and saying, at least if you have just one person or two people you can talk to, it's just call someone up and I'm welcoming you to do this. Say. Pat, I need 15 minutes for you to be completely silent, and I'm going to tell you what's going on with me. And you tell me everything you're feeling about grieving. Now it's your turn. And I will go back and tell you everything that I'm feeling about losing my parents or losing my dogs or, yes. you know, family members that are ill. And at the end, boy, is that a cheap therapy. Isn't okay? It? Just call someone up and say, I, can you just be silent for 15 minutes? I don't need an answer. I don't need a response. I, I don't, don't expect you to solve the let problem. Me, let me get this out of my soul right, right now. And um, that is, it doesn't even have to be someone you talk to every day. Just maybe there's someone that serves that purpose in your life and you serve that for them. And you know, that came to me. It's funny, right before we published the book, I went back and put that in the book. And I said that I, I try to find hopefully more than one person I can do that with, so nobody gets sick of hearing you. But that's self-preservation. Yes, it's taking it is. care of yourself and getting that bottled-up ick out of your body, whether it's grief, stress, loneliness, anger, hunger, tiredness. Just find ways to get that out of your body. One of the things I've always said is that I think one of the problems that leads to not feeling well as you get older, and sometimes there's no apparent reason, it's unresolved issues. Absolutely. I think if you can... Un- if you can work through your unresolved issues, um, I think you're going to feel better at any age. You know, this is, and this is going to be another show, and we'll have to have Pat back for this one, because this has been something, again, with my life changing in the last year. I uh, see, I've always been a busy bee. Mm-hmm. Busy, 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 busy bee. Now, busy neurotic bee. Busy over, you know, too much busy. But that's why you stay busy is you're fighting depression and unresolved that's issues. Correct. So with that, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to have Pat back to talk about that because if I think that that's when I stopped working so many hours, Pat, and everything you've said today, when people said, do you miss it? I said, no, because I want to go forward. I was, I'm done with that, what I've done. The only thing I ever miss of the everyday of my business is Cindy. Right. So Cindy and I text each other, poor thing, when she's busy. I know she's thinking that crazy old lady's (laughs) on my tail, but I know she doesn't, if she doesn't respond to my texts, I, because sometimes it's five in the morning and she's still sleeping, then I'll call her, which is more annoying. But if I can touch, have a touchstone of Cindy one or two times a day, because I'm used to her after 20 years and I love her, I'm okay. Yes. So, you know, that's how life is. But I think everything you've said today, Pat, I cannot thank you enough. So well done. Pat's book again is Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well. And as I said before, there just when you're on our Facebook page or if you go to our website, we're going to have times that we want people to write in and ask Pat Mm -hmm. something because it's all about exactly what we talked about today. 10 steps to eat well, live well, age well. Giveaway. Oh, and eventually, of course, when Pat, when this one airs, Cindy doesn't like me to tell people that we record them (laughs) and we don't always know when they're coming out, but I'm... (laughs) I'm giving Cindy the raspberry. I don't like to be told what to do. I'm 10 years old. But anyway, there will be two, not one, but two book giveaways for Pat's wonderful new book. So I think that's it. Pat, thank you for everything. Oh, Denise, you, I feel so much better every time I see you oh, girls. So always, glad. Cindy, thank you so thank much. Thank you so also. much, Miss Cindy. Yeah. Okay, that's it. We're wrapping it up. I'm getting this 
Cindy always gives me the finger. I don't think that's supposed to be the wrap-up sign, is it? I've never seen anyone else in TV do that. Oh, well. Okay, Miss Cindy. Goodbye, Miss Pat. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great day.